Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about don't leave your family money, leave them life insurance, is Kenya Knight. In 2007, Kenya started her State Farm Agency in Arlington, Virginia, Arlington, Virginia, and opened a second office in Falls Church, Virginia in March of 2019. Kenya's main focus in her agency is providing financial services and making sure her customers have planned for the unexpected, from basic life insurance protection to estate planning. You can feel comfortable working with Kenya and her team for all your insurance and financial needs. She has a multilingual team to help her reach out to a larger demographic. You might recognize Kenya from the current State Farm commercial with Terry Crews about life insurance. Thank you for being here today, Kenya. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. How are you? Very well. Thank you so much. Uh, before we get started, a little housekeeping. For those joining us today, should you have any questions, feel free to type those in at any time and we'll do the best we can to answer all questions time permitting. Uh, so Kenya, let's jump right in. Don't sure. leave your family money, leave them life insurance? Yes, that's right. I know it sounds interesting, don't leave them any money, right? But you wanna leave them right. life insurance instead. Um, this is a great way to where you can leave your money a lot more money than you had originally intended. If someone is healthy enough to qualify for life insurance, it's almost always the better option to leave them life insurance rather than cash itself because you can really leave them a lot more than you had originally intended. And life insurance is a great way to leave your family a legacy. Um, also, upon our passing, I'm sure everyone knows our families uh, or whoever we leave in charge will inherit uh, our belongings, our savings, anything that we have left for them. Well, life insurance is a great way to also help avoid probate, as it almost always is it's really subject to probate administration. So life insurance is a great option. So healthy individuals should definitely consider having um, life insurance as a way to leave money to their family. As I mentioned, it can go much, much longer, much further than just leaving them cash itself. So I actually ran an example this morning uh, for uh, a 65-year-old woman. Um, she's healthy. She's a non-smoker. And she has $25,000 that she wants to leave to her family. So in this example, rather than just leaving the 25,000 cash, which is what she had saved all these years to leave to her family, we looked at a different option. Well, let's see if we can take this money and make it go a little further. So I ran a quote for her. And in this example, that $25,000 can purchase her a $40,000 permanent life insurance policy. So almost double what she had originally saved and wanted to leave to her family. So you can see how you could use life insurance to you know, leave a legacy to your family and definitely go much further than you had ever intended. Interesting. Uh, so Kenya, what are the different types of life insurance? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to life insurance, they basically fall into two different categories. You're gonna have short-term and you're gonna have a long-term. The short-term is gonna be what most people are familiar with, which is gonna be term, term life insurance. Right. Term life insurance um, is going to be typically for a period of maybe 5, 10, 20, or 30 years, depending on the company that you purchased it with. And it's going to be intended to be a temporary need. So it is maybe to cover uh, your mortgage. You know, hopefully your mortgage is paid in, you know, 30 years. So you could take out mm -hmm. like a 30 year term. Uh, maybe you have young children and you say, well, I want to make sure that they are protected while they're young, while they're going to school. Um, so those are temporary needs that you can fulfill with a term policy. The advantages of a term policy is that it's going to cost a lot less than a permanent policy. And it can really help fulfill that need for that individual that says, you know what, I don't need something that's really long term. 
Right. The disadvantage is that at the end of your term, your policy will end, right? And if fortunately nothing's happened to you in that time frame, um, you know, that means you're still living. Um, unfortunately, the policy will end and, and that's the end of that policy. When I'm you curious have, if you don't mind. Sure. I'm sorry, sure. I'm sorry to interject. Is how common are those the uh, the term term insurance policies? They're very common, and that's what most people are familiar with. And okay. a lot of times, you know, people, uh, you know, even advisors will say, well, you know, get the term. That's that's the best option. Well, it really depends on the individual, and that's something right. that we make sure to take care of. And you know, we sit down with our customers. We want to make sure that we're taking care of their individual needs. You know, what is it that you hope for this insurance to help protect? You know, what gotcha. is your budget? And, you know, if term makes sense, then term it is. If okay. permanent makes sense, then that's, that's what we go with. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so long lasting or permanent life insurance. Um, and, you know, a lot of people sometimes have opinions about what they believe a permanent policy is. Uh, but a permanent policy is for someone that has a permanent type of need. So I'll give you an example. A permanent need could be final expenses, funeral expenses. Right. Um, let's say that you have a special needs child. Well, that special needs child will have a permanent type of need. Or maybe you have an aging um, adult or parent that says that you are responsible for and you say, well, if God forbid something were to happen to me, I want to make sure, you know, my mom, my dad has this money to take care of themselves. That's actually that I did myself um, with, with my personal situation. I have a policy uh, to the benefit of my mom if something were to happen to me. So while I'm living and healthy, um, you know, I help uh, and my husband, we, you know, support her. But if something were to happen to me, then that support would not be there anymore. So there are different types of permanent type of situations where you want to look at, you know, permanent life insurance. The disadvantage is that it does cost more than, than a term policy, but it has a okay. lot of benefits. One of them being that as long as you're paying for it, it will pay that benefit at some point in your lifetime. Okay. The other one is it also grows cash value. It accumulates cash value. So this is something that you could use potentially in the future. Um, also, it um, creditors can't get to it. So it has a lot of great advantages um, having a permanent life insurance. Gotcha. Now, um, you know, estate planning. So when someone has an estate tax situation, that really is not a temporary need, right? That is something that is probably pretty permanent. So in that situation, we want to make sure that we put together a plan that it has some permanent life insurance. Typically, what we do with estate taxes, uh, estate tax planning, is that we'll insure normally two lives. It might be mom and dad, and it'll pay out upon the second death because that's typically when estate taxes are due, is upon the second death, and that money goes to the family to help pay the taxes and whatever other expenses they might have. So... Permanent life insurance is a great option when it comes to, you know, estate tax planning. Um, also for business owners, I don't know if we have any business owners that are listening, but it's a great planning tool. Uh, right, right, right here, right here. There we business, go. Business Perfect. owner listening. Yep, got you. Just want to make sure you didn't feel alone. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, me too. Um, but for business owners, it's very important to plan. And life insurance is a great tool that we can use to help plan for the future. Um, if you have a partnership, very important that you have a buy-sell agreement. And what a buy-sell agreement is, for those who may not be aware, is basically an agreement between the partners that says that upon the death of one of the partners, the remaining partner will be able to basically buy out the family 
in that, you know, whatever that amount of the business was, right? So if it's a $500,000 business, and we'll make it easy, we have two partners, so each of them are 250000 So you would have a life policy on each other that is equal to 250000 Upon the death of one of those um, partners, what we do with that benefit is we actually pay the family because technically they should own half of that business. Right. So they get the life insurance money instead. And in a situation like that, if you think about it, you know, if you have, you know, your family member now or the, the spouse is now part owner, they may not have anything to do with the business. They may not be able to run that business. So it wouldn't make financial sense to have, you know, the family inherit half of the business, especially if they have no idea what, what to do with the business. So life insurance is the best way for the family to get what they're supposed to, their portion of the business, and the remaining partner to get full ownership. And then they don't have to come out with this money out of pocket. Because imagine mm-hmm. if something were to happen, how do you come up with $250,000 like that? So life insurance is a great way to help plan, you know, with business type uh, situations. And, in, in, you know, it's my opinion, but I feel that regardless of the stage that you are in your life or your age, there is some type of life insurance that I believe you always need. Maybe when you're younger and you have, you know, more expenses, you have mortgages, you have other bills, maybe your needs are higher. But I believe that no matter what age you are, or what stage you are in your life, that there is a need for life insurance. And you want to make sure that that is something that you talk to your agent about and make sure that you maintain. Were you going to ask something? Yeah, I did have a question. Uh, so yeah. do you do you recommend a certain time or is, is everything pretty fluid from person to person? And like, you know, depending upon whether they have a family or a business, I mean, I assume you sit down and go through all these things with them, right? It's like a needs assessment type. It is. And, you know, to me, I recommend, you know, we meet, you know, we can meet annually or every other year, but the okay. big times to, to meet are when you have those life events and those big life events could be, Hey, you're buying a house, you're, you know, birth of a, a child, birth of a grandchild, um, divorce. I actually have a few going on right now where uh, part of the divorce agreement is actually to have life insurance. And it makes sense, right? If, you know, Very even smart. though they're not together, that is important to have. Um, so big life events are uh, a good time to sit down and talk and review about your life insurance. Uh, nearing retirement is another time to review what you have already in place. Uh, maybe you made a big purchase. You maybe have a second home or you bought a boat. Um, Again, when you add expenses, or even when you might even get a, a big raise in your in your job. I actually had a customer last week when we met, recently got a, a raise, and guess what? Their needs are now different. So we're reviewing their life insurance program. So it's not something, it's not like the commercial, set it and forget it, if uh, we remember that, right, the, the turkey. It's something yeah. that we want to, <laughs> you know, maintain, and we want to make sure that we review because it is not a one and done uh, kind of like your own financial you know, portfolio. It's not something you want to just set on auto mode. You want to take a look at it from time to time, make sure it still makes financial sense for you. And once again, I think the key you said there was the constant communication, the planning, right? You just don't want to be reacting to things in life. You want to be a little proactive. Exactly. And that's something that we also take care of in my office. You know, we do reach out to our customers and we make sure, you know, if, for example, they have their auto insurance with us, we reach out every six months. Hey, your policy's renewing. Maybe it's their home. We call out every year. Life insurance, we also review. We call out every year. They may not always need to review at that time, yeah. but we make yeah. sure to reach out because things can change. I mean, if you think about what were you doing last year or two years ago, five years ago, it's very different than where you are today. 
100%. All right, let's jump into how much coverage do I need? Yeah. So, you know, I, I have people that say, you know what, I, I need a million dollars or I need 500,000. Like they come in with an amount. And that's great if they've already figured that out. But a lot of times they just have this number in their mind and they think, okay, that's all that I need. Well, so I'll ask them like, okay, well, tell me, how did you come up with that number? Ah, well, you know, I just think that that sounds like a good number. Um, well, it may sound like a good number. It may be enough. It may not. But we right. want to make sure that it wasn't just something you heard or wasn't just what your neighbor has uh, or, or your coworker. That is your specific need because your need is, might be very different than your coworker or your neighbor, whoever that might be. Mm-hmm. So we want to sit down and review your specific needs. What is it that, that we want to make sure that we're protecting? You know, is it your family? Um, you know, is it... Um, you know, is it a charity that you want to leave money to? Like, what is it that you care about that you want to make sure is taken care of? So your number is going to be very specific to you and your situation and what it is you want to do. But if you want to do a quick calculation, um, the industry average is anywhere between five to 10 times your salary. So that's a quick way to have, if someone's like, okay, I just, just give me, you know, quick number, like how, how do we get this real quick? So that's a, an easy way to do it, five to 10 times salary. What I do recommend, um, if the customer has the time and wants to go through it, is we do a financial needs analysis. What that means is not something super complicated. Again, it's just assessing their needs. And we do it with a nice little acronym called LIFE, uh, L-I-F-E. Uh, I see what you're doing <laughs> you there. that in there. Yeah. <laughs> so what LIFE means is L stands for loans. So that's going to be your mortgage. Typically, it's going to be probably your largest expense. Mm-hmm. And uh, what other debt do you have? Do you have vehicle loans? Do you have a second home? Do you have um, a boat? I don't know. Any debt, student debt, anything that you want to include in there, we add that number up. Next is I. And I is going to stand for income replacement. So how much will your family need of your income upon your passing? That could be your entire income. It could be half of your income a quarter of your income. I mean, it depends on your situation, okay? Then we want to say, well, how much of your income and for how long? So if you have smaller kids, as an example, well, that might be until the youngest is 18. That might be until the youngest is out of college, or it might be forever. Again, it's going to depend on your specific situation. Right. I'll just yeah. give a little uh, example here. Um, I have a lot of times customers that say, well, you know, if I pass, you know, my husband or my wife, they'll just go back to work. And while that may be what they want to do, it may not be what they can do. And I've seen many situations where um, a spouse has passed and the family goes and I mean, they're depressed. I mean, they're sad, they're mourning and they're really, it's really hard for them to get back to work. So maybe they do get back to work, but they can't work full time. Um, or maybe they're not performing as well and they have to maybe get a different job. So sometimes we think about it, you know, with a clear head and we're like, oh, no, this is exactly what we're going to do. But in that situation, that may not be something feasible. And if you think about it, if you have, for example, you know, children and they just lost dad, now they have mom. Does mom really want to go back and keep working full time? Or does mom want to spend more time at home with the kids because they just lost their dad? So yeah. thinking about those things, I, I know no one likes to, you know, think about, you know, our own mortality or, you know, our, our family members, but the best thing we can do is plan and make sure that they're taken care of 
So if and when that time comes, they're not just mourning our loss. You know, hopefully it's just our loss, but not the financial impact. So income replacement is is very important. Um, Then F stands for final expenses, and that could be, you know, funeral. Typically that's, you know, 10 to 20,000, unless for some reason it's, you know, something a lot more than that. That's not generally a lot. And then E finally is educational expenses. So if right now you're saving towards education for your kids, grandkids, or you know maybe nieces or nephews, um, well, you say, well, I'm contributing towards educational um, savings right now, and that's mm-hmm. great. But upon your passing, that will generally stop unless you have it maybe earmarked in your life insurance that this portion of your life insurance is supposed to be for this educational expense. So this is a way that you can continue on you know, your legacy and you can continue on the plans that you had in place while you were living upon you passing. So the coverage amount is the most important. So sometimes I'll have customers call me and say, um, you know, I want to quote, you know, I just want to get the, the best possible price, you know, and they're concerned about that price, but the coverage amount is the most important. So if something happens to you tomorrow, we want to make sure your family has enough to help cover your expenses. The next important thing is the type of uh, policy, but the policy is not more important than the coverage. Because if you pass tomorrow, it does not matter if it's a permanent policy or if it's a term, right? Because we're gonna pay out the death benefit. The most important part, you know, I've delivered plenty of checks. I've never had someone say, well, what kind of policy was that, right? The first thing they say is how much? Because in the end, that's really what they're concerned about. How much money do we have to help pay and recover? And as we can see in the little um, fact sheet right there, um, most people don't have enough life insurance. So uh, it says that only about 33% um, have enough. So, you know, it's very important that, you know, we take a look at our current plan, reevaluate and make sure that we have the proper coverage that we're taking care of our loved ones. So true. So true. Well, now that we've gone into that, curious, how do you choose the right company for your life insurance needs? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of companies out there that you find online, you know, I'm making it up. I hope it's not a real company, one, two, three life insurance, um, <laughs> but I'm sure there's a lot out there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and get that one registered today. Just so you know that. Because <laughs> I just did a plug. Yes, um, you did. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. But, you know, there's a lot of companies out there and, you know, I'm not saying that they're, they're bad or anything like that, but do a little bit of research. Don't just go and look at price. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, life insurance is a promise and insurance in general is a promise. It's, you know, it's not something tangible, right? Someone comes in to buy life or any kind of insurance. They walk away, hopefully, you know, a piece of paper, but that's it. You buy the, you know, you go and buy a car, you walk away with a car, you buy a phone, you have this nice new phone, but insurance is cool. I just paid insurance and, you know, there's not a whole lot with it, but what it is, is you want to make sure you're with the right company. It's a promise to pay. You want to make sure this company is going to be around, that they pay their claims um, adequately, and that you have a representative to be there for you. So why are ratings important? Ratings tell you a lot about a company. There are companies that all they do is evaluate insurance companies and other companies as well, and they give them ratings. And it's based on a lot of different things, but um, just as a a few of them, uh, their financials. 
very important. You want to be with a company that is financially stable, that is strong, um, that has a, you know, a, a long track record of being there for their customers. Um, it also will rate them on how quickly and how well they pay claims. Um, surprisingly, there's companies out there that don't pay their claims very quickly or um, even um, very satisfactory. So that is important. You know, if you're no longer around, you can't you can't come back to help your family through this. And again, like I mentioned earlier, they're mourning your loss. We don't want them to have to now figure out, okay, how do I handle this claim? And I'm getting the runaround. You know, that that's very important. You want to make sure that you're with a, a solid company. And, you know, being a good neighbor, I've delivered many life claims um, in my uh, 20 years with State Farm. And I can say, fortunately, I, I feel very proud that I've been able to deliver those checks. I know those were sad moments for the families, but I was able to give them some comfort. Um, and I was able to, you know, relieve the pain a little bit. Um, I've attended funerals. Um, I've helped them file other claims with other companies and they were getting paperwork. They don't know what to do. You know, this is something that we as agents handle ourselves. We don't have an 800 number that customers have to call. We do it ourselves. You get that personalized touch. I was and just going to say the, per, the personal aspect, right? Absolutely. And it, it's so important. I mean, I, I've seen, you know, I've probably handled about 20 claims in, in my 20 years. Um, so it's, it's really fulfilling for me when we're able to do that for the families. And I'll give you one quick story. Um, one of my first claims that, that I helped file um, several years ago, the, um, the wife had passed away very unexpected, unexpectedly. And we handled the claim. I want to say we paid it in less than a week. And we delivered the check to the husband. And it was something that they very much needed. Um, about a month later, he came in. He was also a auto insurance uh, customer. He came in to make his payment. So I was talking to him, you know, how his family was doing, how he was doing. And he said everyone was doing okay. And then he told me, he said, you know, Kenya, I just got claim forms from his wife's group policy. Like he had just received it a month later and they were just starting the process. And he said, I'm so grateful that you guys paid this so quickly for us because we didn't have enough money to help bury her, or any of the final expenses that she had. So that was really a testament. Yeah. Right. You, you bring up a, a question I have then, as far as the ratings and, and how they pay, how do people go about when they're talking to different companies about, how do they go about ascertaining that information? So there's a, there's a lot of ways you can uh, obtain this information. You can, uh, I'm sure you can research some of this online, even within mm -hmm. the company's profile. Uh, right. We have a system ourselves um, within State Farm where we can look up other companies. So there's been times where maybe I'm in a competitive situation and if it's a company I've never heard of, I immediately pull it up. I did have a customer one time who was considering canceling her life policy. She said, I found, and I don't remember the name and I, I won't mention it even if I do, um, but you. she mentioned <laughs> this company name. And I said, you know, I've never heard of this company. And, and I wasn't saying it to, you know, make them look bad or anything. I said, I just, I haven't heard of this company. And she said, yeah, you know, it, it was, it, it was like half of our premium. And I thought we're very competitive with our rates. How could someone be that much less? Anyway, I, all I did is I Googled the company and I saw they were a Canadian company. Nothing wrong with that. And I'm like, okay, well, let me research them a little bit more. And I think that's why I didn't come up on my original list because it's US companies. Researched them a little bit more. I looked at their financials. 
they had been in the negative for like the last two or three years. And I just moved the screen over and I said, these are the, this is the company's financials. I said, I wouldn't feel comfortable being with this company right now. I said, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, being that it's, you know, a company that's out of this country, I don't know what their insurance laws are. I know what they are here in the U.S. I said, I don't know that this is the right company for you. So yeah. very important. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're paying towards something that your family is going to be able to benefit in the future. Otherwise, it's, it's spent money and that's not, that's not what you're buying. Well, I think the, the key you said is you have to do your homework, right? I mean, you really have to ask those questions and you really have to do your research. And that's why having somebody who was willing to sit down with you. Um, a couple of different questions. So if somebody's yeah. watching or listening to this and says, yeah, I want to I want to do I want to get life insurance or at least I want to explore. What are the steps associated with doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you can call my office. You can speak with me. Uh, I'll give out my phone number if that's all right. Um, yeah, we'll 703. Oh, we'll okay, do that at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So you can reach my office. You can uh, call me directly. You can reach me by email. Um, and the information, of course, is free. I mean, if for some reason you decide not to go with us, hey, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you can get, you know, our job is to make sure we're educating our customer and that we are doing what's right by them, meaning finding out exactly what their needs are, putting them in the right place, and making sure that that fits their budget. Gotcha. Uh, one of the people, one of our attendees is asking a question is, if I have coverage at work, shouldn't that be enough? That's a great question. And a lot of people rely only with what they have at work. Now, okay. what I say is, you, whatever you have at work, hey, that's great. Sometimes your employer pays for it completely or you know, a, a part of it. So it's a great benefit, but it shouldn't be the only thing you rely on for a few things. One, it may not be enough coverage, right? Typically at work, you can get one to two times salary. Some other companies offer a little bit more. Um, and we saw industry average was what, five to 10 times. So right mm -hmm. there, you're probably underinsured. So you may not have enough coverage for one. Two, you don't have a lot of options, meaning you have one option typically, you probably don't have a lot to choose from. And then lastly is upon you leaving that job, whether you retire or if you decide to move elsewhere, a lot of times you can't take that with you. But when you have your own individual policy, and especially if it's like with State Farm, well, we're all over the U.S. So you mm -hmm. can move from here to California, to Texas and back. And guess what? You can travel with your policy. And it doesn't change. The price does not change regardless of where you live because it's based on your particular health. Gotcha. Uh, this is an interesting question. Do I need to get a physical or go to my doctor first? So typically we do require some type of a physical. We okay. We cover those costs. This is something that, you know, runs through the company. We have, you know, like a lab core type uh, company. Uh, they typically will come out to you, take your blood, take your vitals. They'll ask you some more health questions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll require a um, doctor's note, but we handle all of that. You don't have to worry about, do I need to set appointments with my doctor okay. or we handle all of that. And again, that, that runs through our company. Once we get the results that we know exactly what you qualify for, I'll come back and say, okay, Jason, here's what your price would be. And then you have the opportunity for some reason, it's higher than you expected. Maybe there was something with your health or I don't know, something we didn't expect. Then you have the opportunity to say, hey, I don't want it. Or maybe we can back down the coverage or change the policy to where, again, it fits in the budget. I understand. And like you said, so just about the, the, the communication, right? That's, that's the key. Exactly. Well, I just want to say thank you, Kenya, for your time today. That is a lot of information to digest. So 
how can someone get a hold of you to talk about life insurance? Sure. Uh, you can call my office, 703-241-2886. We are licensed in Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. Um, again, 703-241-2886. My email is kenya at kenyaznight.com. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, I have two offices, as uh, Jason mentioned in the beginning. So you'll find one office under Kenya Zambrano, that's my maiden name, and the other one under Kenya Z Knight. Either one you can reach me on uh, Facebook. I'm also on Twitter at K uh, Agent KZK. And they can find that commercial, right? They can find the commercial, yeah, with Terry yeah, Crews. Just, just type in Terry Crews, Kenya State Farmer, so you can find it there. So, well, anyway, uh, thank you again, Kenya. Once again, we've talked about a possible follow-up webinar, so we'll be in touch about that. But until um, next time, I'm your host, Jason Kotar, with Knowledgeable Aging. Thank you. Thank you.